Whether you're a skeptic or a believer, join me, Rob McConnell, as together we'll investigate the world of the paranormal and the science of parapsychology here on the Exxon Radio TV show on XZBN and the Exxon TV channel on Simul TV. Since 1990, the Exxon Radio TV show has been the place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. Together, we'll investigate UFOs, aliens, ghosts, Bigfoot, psychic phenomena, lake monsters, conspiracy theories, government cover-ups, the truth embargo, alien abductions, ESP, haunted locations from around the world, and so much more. With over 28 years of broadcasting and more than 4,500 individual guests, the X-Zone is truly a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality, as evidenced by the credibility, integrity, and professionalism of the guests that we bring to our international audience. If you have seen a UFO, had a close encounter, seen a ghost, Bigfoot, lake monster, or a story that you would like to share or have investigated, contact me, Rob McConnell, by sending me your email to xzone at xzoneradiotv.com or you can call toll-free 1-800-610-7035, extension 143, and on Skype, Exone Radio TV. For more information on the Exxon Radio TV show with yours truly, Rob McConnell, visit www.exxoneradiotv.com or www.exxonetvchannel.com or simultv.com and xzbn.net. Until next we meet here in the X-Zone from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Always remember X-Zone Nation, keep your eyes to the sky and your heart in the light. Welcome everyone to Too Good To Be True. Thank you for taking the time to listen. The subject for today's show is Unidentified Aerial Phenomenon, or UAP, and Navy pilots. Before we start getting into details, let's just briefly talk about psychic insight and how we apply it. We choose a subject, then research it, and based on that research, we determine what we think needs to be explained by creating a series of questions. Then Justina provides psychic insight to answer those questions. The psychic insight is narrated towards the end of the show. Accepting the psychic insight is a question of individual belief. Now let's go through the disclaimers. Here are the disclaimers. Neither of us claim to have any expertise in any subjects that we discuss. We relate information we find through research and the psychic insight. We are always delighted to hear from the listeners. The show only lasts an hour. We don't have the time to present exhaustive research on any topic. This means that there will be information that we miss. We want to provide a basis for the psychic insight. We don't care if a theory turns out too good to be true, as the show name suggests. We're only interested in finding out more of the truth about topics. Spirit can only relate insight that is appropriate for our time in history. Free will cannot be affected. Only comments that are appropriate for our time can be given through the psychic insight. Much of the subject matter in shows may have already been covered many times in other media. We want to look into subjects in a new, different way and be thought-provoking. We are not so good with names. We apologize. And neither of us have any particular knowledge of UFOs or UAP, government or military. If we have misstated anything, we apologize. In the United States, accounts of Navy pilots reporting unidentified aerial phenomena or UOP have been in the news lately. On June 16, 2019, President Trump, appearing on the ABC This Week program, stated that he had been briefed on Navy sightings of UFOs, stating he didn't particularly believe them. There seems to be something new in the mass media every few days. Yes, on the 24th of June of 2019, footage of of, uh, Navy pilots taken in 2015 of UOP was published after having been released. A few days later, on the 28th of June of 2019, it was announced that the U.S. Navy had been granted a patent on theoretical aircraft resembling recently reported UAP sightings. A few days earlier, on June 18, 2019, President Trump directed the Pentagon to begin planning for Space Force. 
a sixth independent military service branch to undertake missions and operations in space. This followed on the same day the House of Representatives Armed Services Committee voting in favor of the creation of the Space Force after a bill had passed the Senate. The pressing need apparently is to protect satellites in Earth orbit from potential terrestrial enemies, but the recognition that there is a need for the military in space may suggest there may be more going on than protecting satellites. The idea of Space Force sounds like the first step in creating a Starfleet in the distant future as in Star Trek. But let's look at what has been reported by the Navy as going on in our skies. But why the new term unidentified aerial phenomenon or UAP? Why not just keep using the old term UFOs? Because NARCAP, the National Aviation Reporting Center on Anonymous Phenomena, uses that term instead of UFOs. Lights may be seen, not necessarily solid objects. NARCAP are a non-profit organization who study UAP and aviation safety for the public's benefit. The term UAP was defined by Dr. Richard Haynes, NARCAP science chief in 1980, as follows, quote, an unidentified aerial phenomena, UAP, is a visual stimulus that provokes a sighting report of an object or light seen in the sky, the appearance and or flight dynamics of which do not suggest a logical, conventional flying object and which remains unidentified after close scrutiny of all available evidence by persons who are technically capable of making both a technical identification as well as a common sense identification, if one is possible." Unquote. So it is more general than UFOs, not being limited to some kind of object or craft and would include unexplained lights in the sky. But what else has been in the news in 2019? I think the following from the magazine Politico in an article dated April 23rd, 2019 is significant. It includes a change of attitude in reporting UAP sightings. Quote, the U.S. Navy is drafting new guidelines for pilots and other personnel to report encounters with unidentified aircraft, a significant new step in creating a formal process to collect and analyze the unexplained sightings and destigmatize them. The previous unreported move is in response to a series of sightings of unknown highly advanced aircraft intruding on Navy strike groups and other sensitive military formation and facilities, the service says. There have been a number of reports of unauthorized and or unidentified aircraft entering various military control ranges and designated airspace in recent years, the Navy said in a statement in response to questions from Politico. For safety and security concerns, the Navy and the U.S. Air Force take these reports very seriously and investigates each and every report. As part of this effort, it added, the Navy is updating and formalizing the process by which reports of any such suspected incursions can be made to the cognizant authorities. A new message to the fleet that will detail the steps of reporting is in draft. To be clear, the Navy isn't endorsing the idea that its sailors have encountered alien spacecraft but it is acknowledging there have been enough strange aerial sightings by credible and highly trained military personnel that they need to be recorded in the official record and studied rather than dismissed as some kooky phenomena from the realm of science fiction, unquote. What happened to bring about this change? I don't think there's anything new about unexplained sightings. I was under the impression that if anyone in the military reported anything resembling a UAP, they would be in some sort of trouble. To answer that question, a political article continues, quote, the development comes amid a growing interest from members of Congress following revelations by Politico and the New York Times in late 2017 that the Pentagon established a dedicated office inside the Defense Intelligence Agency to, the study, to study UAPs at the urging of several senators who secretly set aside appropriations for the effort. The office spent some $25 million conducting a series of technical studies and evaluating unexplained incursions, including the one that lasted several days involving the USS Nimitz Carrier Strike Group in 2004. In that case, Navy fighter jets were outmaneuvered by unidentified aircraft that flew in ways that appeared to defy the laws of known physics. Raytheon, a leading defense contractor, used the reports in official Defense Department video of the sightings off the coast of California 
to hail one of its radar systems for capturing the phenomena. The Pentagon's UFO Research Office, known as the Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program, was officially wound down in 2012 when the congressional earmark ran out, unquote. The earmark refers to any element of a spending bill that allocates money for a very specific purpose. I think that the Department of Defense having official video is an interesting change. But what do we know about the incursions on the USS Nimitz Carrier Strike Group in 2004? Wikipedia has a dedicated article on the subject which starts as follows. Quote, the USS Nimitz UFO incident refers to a 2004 radar visual encounter of an unidentified flying object by U.S. fighter pilots of the Nimitz Carrier Strike Group. In December 2017, infrared footage of the encounter was released to the public. The encounter was also included in an engagement with the UFO by the commander of the squadron, VFA-41. A, sorry, a 2015 account of the incident on fightersweep.com includes interviews with one of the pilots and the subsequent news reports describe the sightings of an unidentified flying object by six Navy Super Hornet fighter jets over the Pacific Ocean in November 2004. According to the Washington Post, the video was released by former intelligence officer Luis Elizondo to shed light on the secretive Department of Defense operation to analyze reported UFO sightings the Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program, unquote. Where exactly was the Nimitz Carrier Strike Group when it happened? We know it was in the Pacific off the California coast. At some distance from Catalina Island, according to the Wikipedia article, which describes events leading up to the main incident. Quote, prior to the incident, early November 2004, the Ticonderoga-class guided missile cruiser USS Princeton, part of Carrier Strike Group 11, had been tracking mysterious aircraft intermittently for two weeks on an advanced ANSPY-1B passive radar. Navy, Petty, Navy Chief Petty Officer Kevin Day, stationed on the Princeton, recalls that he first noticed the clear radar traces of eight to ten objects around the 10th of November. They were traveling southwards, southwards in a loose, though fixed formation at 28,000 feet, 8,500 meters, in the immediate vicinity of Catalina Island. He was startled by the slow speed of 100 knots or 190 kilometers per hour, or 120 miles per hour, but received confirmation of their presence from radar operators on other vessels. Regular observations were made of a similar number of objects over the following six days. The objects were also faintly detected by an E-2C Hawkeye plane after Princeton sent them coordinates, unquote. Carrier Strike Group 11 is another name for the Nimitz Carrier Strike Group. Catalina Island is located about 29 miles, 47 kilometers south-southwest of Long Beach, California. We'll have to continue after this short break, and you're listening to Too Good To Be True with Justina Marsh and Pete Marsh on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net. It's hard to listen to the news without realizing we're living in volatile, unprecedented times. Yet never has there been such an opportunity to transform the human condition. As old structures fail, where can we find the guidance to co-create a better way? Find Your Path Home is an ever-evolving, leading-edge information, education, and healing resource center designed to support and guide you on your path to unity and enlightenment. Based on sound principles employed by Shaman Worldwide, we provide techniques that can support you through the current transitions, offering online shamanic classes, 
international long-distance shamanic healing sessions, complimentary Mission Evolution radio episodes and Stairway to Heaven TV vignettes, seminars, retreats, and much more. All of this can be found on findyourpathhome.com. So I was watching the X-Zone TV channel last night when I was abducted by aliens and they kept repeating to me over and over again, simultv.com, simultv.com. What's simultv.com? That's what I asked them. They had it written on the side of their UFO. How do you spell that? UFO. No, I mean simultv.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Right. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Interesting that you were abducted by aliens in a simultv.com UFO last night. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Now that you mention it, I remember now last night, I was awakened from a deep sleep. My great-grandmother was standing there. She said she'd come from the hereafter to tell me about Simultv.com. She even spelled it out for me. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com, sonny boy. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com, sonny boy. Wow. Yeah. Guys, you'll never guess what my psychic guru just told me. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Exactly. Are you guys psychic too? Of course. We all know about Simultv.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Welcome back to Too Good to Be True. And before the break, Dad, you were quoting from a Wikipedia article about the Catalina Island and the Nimitz Carrier Strike Group. What happened after the early November radar observations as the main incident? The Wikipedia article continues with a, an account of the events. This is a rather a long quote, but I think it is important to include all the detail. Quote, when the same event occurred around 9.30 Pacific Standard Time on the 14th of November 2004, an operations officer aboard Princeton contacted two airborne U.S. Navy Boeing FA-18EF Super Hornets from the U.S. Nimitz, flying a combat exercise at the time. The aircraft were two-seat variants, and each pilot was accompanied by a weapons systems officer. The lead Super Hornet was piloted by Commander David Fravor, commanding officer of Strike Fighter Squadron 41. The second fighter flying as wingman included Lieutenant Commander Jim Slate as one of the two officers aboard. Princeton's radio operator, Kevin Day, directly instructed the pilots to change their course and investigate the unidentified radar spot observed by Princeton's own radar. This was done to determine if the objects posed any collision danger to an upcoming air defense exercise. A radio operator on Princeton, however, asked the pilots if they were carrying operational weapons, and the pilots replied that they were not. The weather conditions for that day showed excellent visibility with a blue sky, no cloud cover, and a calm sea. When the jet fighters arrived on site, the crew of four saw nothing in the air nor on their radar. On Princeton's radar, however, however, it was noticed that the objects now dropped from 28,000 feet to near sea level in less than a second. As the pilots looked down at the sea, they noticed a turbulent oval area of churning water and with foam and frothy waves, the size of a Boeing 737 airplane, with a smoother area of lighter color at the center, as if the waves were breaking over something just under the surface. A few seconds later, they noticed an unusual object hovering with erratic movements 50 feet or 15 meters above the churning water. Both Fravor and Slate later described the object as a large, bright white tic-tac, 30 to 46 feet or 9.1 to 14 meters long, with no windshield, no portal, no wing, nor epinage, and no visible engine nor exhaust plume. Fravor began a circular descent to approach the object, as Fravor further descended, he reported that the object began ascending along a curved path, maintaining some distance from the F-18, mirroring its trajectory in opposite circles. Fravor then made a more aggressive maneuver, plunging his fighters who aimed below the object. But at this point, the UFO accelerated and went out of sight in less than two seconds, leaving the pilots pretty weirded out. Subsequently, the two fighter jets began a new course to the Combat Air Patrol rendezvous point. Within seconds, Princeton radioed the jets that the radar target had reached 60 miles, 97 kilometers away at this predetermined rendezvous point. According to Poplar Mechanics, a physical object would have to move at greater than 2,400 miles per hour or 3,900 kilometers an hour to cover the distance in the reported time. Two other jets went to investigate the new radar location, but 
by the time the Super Hornets arrived, the object had already disappeared. Both F-18s then returned to Nimitz. Commander Fravor reflected on his sighting. I have no idea what I saw. It had no plumes, wings, or rotors, and outran our F-18s, but I want to fly one, unquote. Epinage is the arrangement of stabilizing surfaces at the tail of an aircraft. What was the outcome of the incident? The Department of Defense Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program compiled a list of extraordinary logic-defying capabilities most commonly associated with unidentified aerial phenomena sightings. These are itemized as follows. One, anti-gravity lift. Unlike any known aircraft, these objects have been sighted overcoming the Earth's gravity with no visible means of propulsion. They also lack any flight surfaces such as wings. In the Nimitz incident, witness described the craft as tubular shaped like a tic-tac candy. Two, sudden and instantaneous acceleration. The objects may accelerate or change direction so quickly that no human pilot could survive the G-forces. They would be crushed. In the Nimitz incident, radio operators say they tracked one of the UFOs as it dropped from the sky at more than 30 times the speed of sound. Black Aces Squadron Commander David Fravor, the Nimitz base fighter pilot, who was sent, sent to intercept one of the objects, likened its rapid side-to-side movements later captured on infrared video to that of a ping-pong ball. Radar operators on the USS Princeton, part of the Nimitz carrier group, tracked the object accelerating from a standing position to traveling 60 miles in a minute and a standing 3,600 miles an hour. According to a manufacturer of Boeing, the F-A-18 Super Hornet fighter jet typically currently reaches a maximum speed of Mach 1.6, or about 1,200 miles per hour. Three, hypersonic velocities without signatures. If an aircraft travels faster than the speed of sound, it typically leaves signatures like vapor trails and sonic booms. Many UFO accounts note the lack of such evidence. Four, low observability or cloaking. Even when the objects are observed, getting a clear and detailed view of them, either through pilot sightings, radar, or other means, remains difficult. Witnesses generally only see the glow or haze around them. 5. Transmedium travel. Some UAP have been seen moving easily and and between different environments, such as space, the Earth's atmosphere, and even water. In the Nimitz incident, witnesses describe a UFO hovering over a churning disturbance, just as the ocean's otherwise calm sur- just under the ocean's otherwise calm surface, leading to speculation that another craft had entered the water. USS Princeton uh, radar operator Gary Voorhees later confirmed from a Navy sonar operator in the area that day that the, the a craft was moving faster than 70 knots roughly two times the speed of nuclear subs, unquote. Are there similar sightings that occurred more recently? The New York Magazine, in an article dated May the 27th, 2019, described events that occurred in 2014 and 2015. Earlier, we had mentioned that video from 2015 was released in June of 2019. Quote, the unidentified flying objects look like white ticks or spilling tops flying against the wind, and Navy pilots keep reporting their presence over U.S. airspace. In interviews with the New York Times, five more pilot, pilots have come forward describing their experiences with the UFOs flying off the eastern seaboard from Virginia to Florida between 2014 and 2015. One 10-year veteran, Lieutenant Ryan Graves, claimed that he saw UFOs almost daily and that the objects could reach hypersonic speeds and heights up to 30,000 feet without any visible engine or plumes or infrared exhaust. Graves, who reported his experience to the Pentagon and Congress, said, these things would be out there all day and that, with the speeds we observed, 12 hours in the air is 11 hours longer than we'd expect. In late 2014, a pilot of a Super Hornet reported a near collision with a UFO when an object that looked like a sphere encasing a cube zipped between the two fighter jets flying roughly 100 feet from each other. Another pilot, Lieutenant Danny Akon, could identify a flying object's presence on his radar, missile system and infrared camera, but was not able to actually see it in his helmet camera. 
I knew I had it. I knew it was not a false hit, Akon said, but still I could not pick it up visually. As the time reports, as the Times reports, pilot sightings of UFOs have increased since their 1980s era radar was upgraded to more advanced to a more advanced system. As one fighter jet after another got a new radar, pilots began picking up the objects but ignoring what they thought were false radar tracks. What fascinated Lieutenant Graves about his interactions with the objects was their ability to stop rapidly, turn instantly, and immediately accelerate to hypersonic speeds. Maneuvers that would burden human pilots with unbearable G-forces. Speed doesn't kill you, Graves says, said. Stopping does, or acceleration. Because the sightings occurred in airspace designated for fighter jet training, the pilots concurred that the objects were not classified as commercial drones operating in the area. Still, none of the five, nor the Defense Department, would speculate as to the object's extraterrestrial nature. We're here to do a job with excellence, not to make up myths, said Akon, unquote. It's interesting that the same description of UAP looking like white Tic Tacs was used in 2014 and 2015, as well as earlier in 2004. But is there an alternative explanation for the UAP observations? In 2006 in the United Kingdom, academics from Sheffield Hallam University using the Freedom of Information Act, uncovered a secret Ministry of Defence report unidentified aerial phenomena in the UK air defence region. The official explanation was the sightings were created by plasmas, which create false memories of alien experiences and burn the skin. It's also claimed that plasmas cause responses in the temporal lobe of the human brain, resulted in extended memory retention. The secret report also states that plasmas are naturally created by atmospheric conditions or by meteors. Are there any other explanations for UAP? The American Herald website, an article dated May the 20th, 2019, provides for an alternative explanation to that of the British government, but I think we'll have to cover that after the break. Yes, we'll continue after the short break, and you're listening to Too Good to Be True with Justina Marsh and Pete Marsh on the Exxon Broadcast Network, www.xcbn.net. How would your life change if you could develop the business and personal skills that you need in order to make more money? Do you want to learn how to achieve your big life goals faster? Then go to findhiddenmoney.com and get the Goal For It online course. The course teaches you how you can set and achieve your biggest goals while completely overcoming the roadblocks to your goals so that you can realize your dreams and imagine more success. Go to findhiddenmoney.com. Memorable dynamic presentations are a not-so-secret weapon in the business world. Do you have a powerful message that must be shared, but you haven't found a way to deliver that message? Do you want to be known as a top public speaker who gets amazing results? Are you ready to create and deliver your powerful message? Thomas Hyde can help you create and deliver your speech to get the results you desire. Visit IconQuality.com. Did you expect your business to flourish, but instead it plateaued or didn't get off the ground yet? Would you like to achieve massive goals and discover new sources of income within your business? When you're ready to experience that type of success with fast results, Cindy Hendricks is the business coach for you. Her work with entrepreneurs and business owners has been life-changing. To get you and your business where you want to be, go to imaginemoresuccess.com. Has the fear of public speaking stalled your business or personal life? What would you give to develop and maintain supreme confidence? Have an invaluable private program to always perform at your best. Imagine how you would feel. 
You can have all that and so much more today with Thomas Hyde's life-changing course called Number One Fear Unleashed. Visit NumberOneFear.com and be liberated from your fear of public speaking. Welcome back to Too Good to Be True. And before the break, Dad, you're about to quote from the American Herald website. Can you please quote this website? Sure. Quote, perhaps we'll learn that Russian President Vladimir Putin was serious when he bragged more than a decade ago that Russia's newest technical systems will be capable of destroying targets at an intercontinental distance with hypersonic speed and extreme maneuverability, unquote. Well, with that, it's time for the first question. Why is change happening in the summer of 2019 in that unidentified aerial phenomena, or UAP, are being discussed in the mainstream media? The answer to why is very complex, but the easiest answer is that, one, people are more open about what they discuss, so different sci-fi ideas are becoming more and more mainstream. And number two, because 2019 and on is the time for change. So change is occurring, and this includes with discussions and what people feel comfortable talking about and don't feel comfortable about talking about. In the event that a head of state was briefed that UFP sightings were of extraterrestrial origin, wouldn't that leader be obliged to state a personal lack of belief in order not to cause unrest or panic? Not exactly, no. So again, it goes back to some discussions are just more open now. So there is some panic or unrest that could be caused. However, sometimes even these types of topics need to be on the table. So there is already this underlining agreement that it's possible that extraterrestrials exist and more and more people are beginning to believe that. Some time ago, the Vatican recognized extraterrestrials as God's creatures, correct? Yes. Why was there the timing of the release UAP footage taken in 2015 on the 24th of June of 2019, followed by the announcement on the 28th of June of 2019 that the U.S. Navy had been granted a patent on theoretical aircraft resembling recently reported UAP sightings? Basically, it goes back to there's two different ways to look at all identified aircraft. So number one, it could be unidentified with the actual origin, completely unknown. However, there's also this discovery that the military tests their own craft. So in a way, you're looking at two different types of craft that actually UFOs could possibly be from somewhere else. But also the aircraft that the government is testing that normal, everyday people don't see all the time. So the most simplest answer is that there's this timeline of events so sometimes the unidentified flying aircraft also coincides with government projects, but also there are times when it doesn't. Why would the military want or need a patent? Basically to continue the research. So they're experimenting on their own aircraft and trying to build it faster, stronger, and more secret than before. Why is it... There, the timing of the summer of 2019 for the United States military being directed to proceed with planning for the creation of a new branch, the Space Force. Basically, it is how the timeline of events unfolded. So it just happened to be this summer, summer 2019. So basically, it was when the public was ready, but also the technology was also ready. What can you say about the supposed task of the Space Force being to, to protect satellites in their orbit from potential terrestrial enemies. Basically, that in a way, they're acknowledging that there are other beings that exist. So at this point, with the technological advancements, and even in people not believing everything that the government tells them, there's always this mistrust. So instead, in a way, they're acknowledging that there could be these other dangers to Earth and are finally bringing it to the forefront, that it could affect all people, not just including U.S. citizens. What can you say about the creation of Space Force as being a first step in creating a Starfleet in the distant future, as in Star Trek? Basically, that it could lead to larger projects, such as the Starfleet. So these people have been hand-selected for their personalities, their abilities, etc. So this is something that actually could lead to more advancements. And again, they will need to have this technology to be able to protect Earth. So as a whole, there's still more development that needs to happen. 
Is the term unidentified error phenomena or UOP a better definition than UFO? Because a, a sighting may not resemble a solid object, but rather may resemble a light or lights of unknown origin and behavior. This is a tricky question since the name is just the name. So either way you put it, it's just a name. But a lot of the times when names are changed, it is to try to make it so it's not as scary as before. So changing UFOs, this makes it so, so people are not as scared of what's going on. So again, it goes back to that if the names change, people may not be as scared. It has nothing really to do with the things in the sky could actually be. As of the summer of 2019, why is the U.S. Navy drafting new guidelines for pilots and other personnel to report encounters with unidentified aircraft to formally collect and analyze the unexplained sightings and destigmatize them? Basically, it goes back to not really causing this fear. So the question is hard to answer since it deals with a lot more future events. But it goes back to the simpler problems of creating fear in the mass population. Why the summer of 2019? Why not before 2019? People are waking up, so they don't go with, for example, back in the 1950s, where if the government says something, a lot of people tend to listen. Now it's getting to the point where people are questioning the government, and especially a lot of the officials in office. So it's gotten to the point where having certain people in office has made it so the government technology and unknowns can be acknowledged. What has it taken to be open about apparently advanced non-human technology intruding on a Navy strike group and other sensitive military formations and assets in recent years? Basically getting to the point where it can't be hidden anymore. So once you get to this point where people are going to still know more information, their secrets can't always be hidden. And that's where it is more released. So with government information, the problem today is that one, it can always be released by accident. And two, a lot of people don't actually believe it. So this belief in the government is a huge issue since that is what the government is facing now, that their word isn't as important as it used to be. What is meant by safety and security concerns in justifying taking reports of advanced technology very seriously and investigating each and every report? Basically, that the officials want to know exactly what's in their sky and what's actually on the planet. So that instead of brushing some of them under the rug, they're going to really advance the energy and time they put into these reports. And the problem, again, with the in even incidents that occur is that everyone carries a cell phone these days, has access to social media. So they want to be the first ones there and they want to have the means to discover what's happening. So again, in a way, it kind of goes back to where they want to make sure that they are in control of the different knowns and variables at play, where at the moment they don't fully understand them. As officially stated, if the Navy isn't endorsing the idea that its personnel have encountered extraterrestrial aircraft, what else do they think that might have been encountered? At this point, it's basically just trying to find the simplest explanation. So it really depends on the scenario. But in a lot of these reports, it goes back to forgetting about it and making it seem less scary. So there's no official, this is what happened. But usually there's a series of steps to try to make it less than what it is. Previously, what, if, what would have typically happened to Navy personnel reporting strange aerial sightings? It depends on when they reported it. But originally, they would have been laughed at. So the report wouldn't have been taken very seriously at all, which also means that others may not take them as seriously. And with regards to more current times, they have been documented, but just not investigated as well as they should be. So there is really not this more laughing at the person, but more the concern for what is this and an actual report of something unknown. Why was the funding secret for the Pentagon establishing a dedicated office inside the Defense Intelligence Agency to study UAP in late 2017? Basically, just the government wanting to keep as many things under wraps as possible. So there are certain people that make the calls if that should be told to the public or not. So again, it's not just some people making the decisions for a larger population. With presumably higher, highly advanced technology, why did UAP allow themselves to appear on radar 
when being detected in the proximity of the USS Nimitz carrier strike group in 2004. There's this assumption that they don't want to be seen, but if you had greater technology, if you wanted to, if you were viewed as more intelligent, you wouldn't be afraid of being seen. So take it as, let's say, a person versus an animal. So let's say it's a person versus a tiger, and the human usually knows that the it has some type of control over the tiger. Therefore, it is not going to be secretive about its movements. It's going to want to be seen. It feels like it's more intelligent and has control over this tiger, especially when it's in its cage, for example. However, there's this assumption made that humans are the only far greatest being, which is an assumption that makes it that other beings would not want to be seen. But there has to be this concept that maybe there are more intelligent, more advanced beings. And also maybe they want to pass on a message and make a point. With the former Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program, including the word threat, why has that word been removed from more recent official language? Basically to try to hide it a little bit more. So do not have it in the forefront where more and more people are thinking about it, but instead to do it under more secretive terms. I think we need to go into the break, Justina. Yes, we'll continue with the questions and psychic insight after the short break. And you're listening to Too Good to Be True with Justina Marsh and Pete Marsh on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net. Foundation focusing on evidence-based physical, mental, and spiritual interventions, including natural cancer cures, prayer, meditation, affirmations, nutrition, and other related holistic cancer prevention and cure modalities. These are used in cancer education, research, and financing care. I ask for your help to continue this important work by donating at www.holisticcancerfoundation.com. They are here, and they've been here for thousands of years, making their presence known in the shadows. They might be seen by a lonely motorist on a deserted road late at night, or by a frightened and confused husband in the bedroom he is sharing with his wife. But who are they? What do they want? Why are they here? Perhaps most concerning, has the government been aware of their presence all along? The new book by Ellie Marzulli, UFO Disclosure, The 70-Year Cover-Up Exposed, delves into the world of UFOs. Can full disclosure be soon? Order now and receive a free hour and 37-minute DVD on the UFO phenomenon, UFOs Are Real. Get both the book and the DVD, a $40 value, for only $19.99. To order your book and DVD today, go to lamarzuli.net. That's L-A-M-A-R-Z-U-L-L-I.net. Christopher Fulton is a survivor of the National Security State. All he wanted to do was preserve history when he acquired a Cartier watch from the estate of President Kennedy's personal secretary. But that simple act set off a terrible chain reaction. He was pursued by the U.S. Justice Department and the FBI, thrust into the middle of the U.S. government's Assassination Records Review Board, even monitored and pursued by the Russian government. All because that Cartier watch was the missing link of evidence, a timepiece worn by JFK that fateful day in Dallas, a link resulting in Christopher being incarcerated and attacked for nine years 
records because he opened a hidden chapter in history. The intriguing journey outlined fully in Christopher Fulton's memoir, The Inheritance, is available now through Trinday.com or Amazon.com. The Inheritance, Poisoned Fruit of JFK's Assassination by Christopher and Michelle Fulton is a must-read, an incredible tale of how easily our own government can overrule justice. The Inheritance, Poisoned Fruit of JFK's Assassination. Welcome back to Too Good To Be True. And before the break, we are going through the questions and psychic insight about UAP and Navy pilots. Dad, can you please continue with the questions? Yes, I will, Justina. When still in operation, why did the Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program release video of the incursions on the USS Nimitz Carrier Strike Group that occurred in 2004? Basically, just to share information, so to try to get that information out there. What can you say about in early November 2004 regarding the USS Princeton, part of the Nimitz strike group, uh, tracking mysterious objects intermittently for two weeks on advanced radar? Basically that these aircraft were being followed since they were not reported on any flight pattern. So they were being observed to figure out exactly what they were and what they were doing there. Why didn't the Princeton contact aircraft in the air to investigate further? The aircraft in the air were all accounted for, so they didn't want to alarm anyone or bring any fear to everyone, so they did the tracking privately. Were there eight to ten traces from objects seen on the Princeton radar or more? There are more than that, many more. When the same event occurred on the, on the 14th of November 2004, were the two Super Hornet aircraft instructed to change course and investigate U the UOP to determine if there was a collision danger or for other reasons? Yes, for collision danger and also to find out exactly what was flying. So it wasn't anything known at the time and wasn't anything government or private related. Did the UAP drop from 28,000 feet to near sea level in less than a second? Yes. Was the observed turbulent oval area of churning water with foam and frothy waves with a smoother area of lighter color at the center, marking the location of one or more of the UAP? Yes. A few seconds later, was the UAP hovering with erratic movements 50 feet above the churning water? Yes, it was. When pilot David Fravor further descended his plane, why did the UAP begin ascending along a curved path, maintaining some distance from the Super Hornet? mirroring its trajectory in opposite circles. It was observing the Super Hornet, so it was trying to get closer for observation purposes. When David Fravor made a more aggressive maneuver, plunging his fighter to aim below the UOP, why did the UOP accelerate and go, and go out of sight in less than two seconds? Basically, it was done with ob observation, so it got the information it needed. How was the UOP capable of knowing the Navy's Combat Air Patrol rendezvous point? the immediate destination for the two Super Hornet aircraft to appear at that exact location on radar. Again, it goes back to humans always believe that they are the most intelligent beings and that they know everything. However, there's always the possibility that there are more intelligent beings other than humans. So it is possible that these other beings that are out there, they just know more and are actually observing humans. Was well, it an estimate, estimated speed of 2,400 miles per hour to reach the Combat Air Control Air Patrol rendezvous point in the reported time, well within the capability of the UAP? Yes. When the two other aircraft arrived at the rendezvous point, why had the UAP already disappeared? Basically, it was done with its mission, you could say. So it was done doing what it needed to do. Did the UOP's capabilities include the following as compiled by the Department of Defense Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program? Anti-gravity lift, sudden and instantaneous acceleration, hypersonic velocities without signatures, low observability or cloaking, transmedia medium travel. Yes. What can you say about the UOP described as large, bright, white tic-tacs, 30 to 46 feet long, with no windshield, nor portal, no wing, nor epinage, and no visible engine, nor exhaust plume. Basically, more advanced technology. 
it's obviously from another place and built with technology that humans are not capable of. Turning to later events that occurred in 2014 and 2015, why did five, five pilots come forward to describe their experiences with UAP off the eastern seaboard from Virginia to Florida? They felt it was the time that people would actually start believing them. So they thought if they spoke up, they wouldn't be laughed at or made fun of, but instead would be listened to. And it was just time. So it was time for the information to come to light. As reported by Lieutenant Ryan Graves, why were UOP observed almost daily, reaching hypersonic speeds and heights up to 30,000 feet without any visible engine or plumes of infrared exhaust? They were collecting their data, so they were continuing doing their observing. And again, more advanced technology that current aircraft are not capable of. Why were the UAP visible all day at the speeds that were observed at? Basically, since they don't mind showing themselves. So they are at a point that it's okay for humans to notice and see that they have these encounters. What can you say about the UAP that was in a near collision with a Super Hornet aircraft? That looked like a sphere encasing a cube, zipping between two fighter jets flying roughly 100 feet from each other. Basically, it was getting closer to collect information, and it didn't mind being seen and being recorded that it was being seen. In another incident with another pilot, how could a UAP appear on the aircraft's radar, missile system, and infrared camera, but not visually on the pilot's helmet camera? Basically, cloaking devices, so more advanced technology. Have recent advances in radar technology for military aircraft resulted in pilots picking up UAP while ignoring judged-to-be-false radar tracks? Yes and no. Part of it is radar, yes, but also goes along with that they want to be seen. So the technology for radar is increasing, but at the same time, there's an increase in the number of UAPs that are okay to be seen. The observed deceleration of the UAP would easily kill humans if they were on board. Does that suggest that UAP control gravity and other forces due to motion, or are they automated with no living beings as crew? Both are possibilities, so some of them use more advanced technology, while others do not have a crew on board. With UAP consistently described as looking like white Tic Tacs, were the UAP from 2014 and 2015 on the eastern seaboard related to those observed in 2004 off the west coast? Yes, they were. Were, were they the same craft or were they similar? They were similar crafts and not the exact craft, but similar in their design and build. Why is the British Ministry of Defence describing UOP as plasmas, which create false memories of extraterrestrial experiences and burn the skin while being created by unusual atmospheric conditions? Basically, at this point, there are so many encounters and so many people coming forward. So they needed an answer to why these encounters are happening with an explanation. So it is just because of so many reports. Is there any scientific basis for the British Ministry of Defence stating that plasmas have been proven to cause responses in the temporal lobe of the human brain, causing extended memory retention? No, there's no scientific basis. So more studies would have to be done, and it's a very unlikely scenario. How common are plasmas created in nature? Very unusual. They are about the same odds as getting struck by lightning twice. Was Russian President Vladimir Putin serious when he bragged more than a decade ago that Russia's newest, newest technical systems will be capable of destroying targets at an intercontinental distance with hypersonic speed and extreme maneuverability? He wasn't fully telling the truth since he did not possess that technology. So he was bragging about something that was not possible and still isn't possible. So he's trying to make the technology seem more than what it is. What is the purpose of UOP of traveling to Earth as being reported by Navy pilots? So they have a few purposes. So one is to actually help the Earth and help the humans and help them prevent giant catastrophes that could happen and could harm a lot of the planet and humans. And two, it is to observe humans and even other creatures, so animals, etc. And three, in a way to make themselves known, so to introduce themselves without directly introducing themselves. Are we going to see more UAP of a similar kind in the future? It's very possible, yes. Why isn't the Air Force reporting UAP in the manner of the Navy? 
basically this fear again. So the number one priority of a lot of the military is to make the public as comfortable as possible. So not creating any fear of any attacks or any major changes. So acknowledging and releasing there could be these other beings, but the military does not know how to deal with these beings or even interact with them. It would be putting fear into the lives of many. So they're keeping the public calm and doing this as uninformed as possible. Why doesn't that involve the Air Force? The Air Force is more responsible for the air, obviously. So it's just their job to study these more than it is for other military branches. So it's difficult since basically it's almost like putting together a puzzle of what information can and cannot be released. That was the last answer. Are extraterrestrials traveling to planet Earth to help mankind? Too good to be true. That depends on what you are prepared to believe. I think the most interesting takeaway for me is with all the calm and uh, I guess almost lack of interest, one could say, at these reports in the mainstream. Well, we don't have much time here, so I'll mention our Facebook page at Too Good To Be True with our first two spelled T-W-O, or you can go check us out on our Instagram page at 2GTBT, and you can just search it on there. You can follow us on there. You can message on there. If you have any comments on today's episode about UAPs, about Navy pilots, if maybe you want to add to the discussion, or if you have any future suggestions, go ahead and message us and contact us or you can go to our website at toogoodtobetrue.net and always thank you so much for listening and we look forward to next week's show If you are looking for a safe, zero-calorie, natural option to the harmful artificial sweeteners on the market today, Just Like Sugar is what you're looking for. Just Like Sugar is a wonderful natural alternative for those health-conscious people who choose a calorie-restricted diet with a great, pure, sweet flavor that tastes just like sugar. Just Like Sugar is a great natural option for people suffering from diabetes and may be useful in restricted diet programs where standard sugars are not allowed and does not cause a laxative effect of some other sweeteners. Just Like Sugar comprises a perfect blend of chicory root fiber, natural calcium, natural vitamin C, and Just Like Sugar sweetness comes from the natural flavors from the peel of the orange. Just Like Sugar is a natural alternative to harmful artificial sweeteners and will change the way that you believe all natural sweetener products taste. Just Like Sugar is available at your local Whole Foods markets, Wild Oats markets, Henry's, Sun Harvest, and many other fine natural food stores in the U.S., Canada, and worldwide. They are here, and they've been here for thousands of years, making their presence known in the shadows. They might be seen by a lonely motorist on a deserted road late at night, or by a frightened and confused husband in the bedroom he is sharing with his wife. But who are they? What do they want? Why are they here? Perhaps most concerning, has the government been aware of their presence all along? The new book by Ellie Marzulli, UFO Disclosure, The 70-Year Cover-Up Exposed, delves into the world of UFOs. Can full disclosure be soon? Order now and receive a free hour and 37-minute DVD on the UFO phenomenon, UFOs Are Real. Get both the book and the DVD, a $40 value, for only $19.99. To order your book and DVD today, go to lamarzuli.net. That's L-A-M-A-R-Z-U-L-L-I.net. You have heard of the X-Zone? Now watch it on Simo TV, plus 500 video games, live TV channels, free video on demand, worldwide, and more. Does this sound like tomorrow's television? Well, it is, but you can have it today, right now. It is Simul TV. Simul TV offers what the others only wish they could provide. 
15 exclusive channels like Exxon, Sci-Fi, and Horror. We are worldwide. No other provider offers that. 500 built-in video games. No need to have an extra expensive system. We have them included. Free video on demand. Live streaming events from around the world. Interactive online network and much more. Tomorrow's TV today. Simul TV. Sound too good to be true? Well, it's not. You can have Simul TV today. Sign up at simultv.com. Do it today.